Hello and welcome to Father Luke's Homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Milden Hall for the second Sunday of Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday, 2022. I pray that this homily is of some use to you. God bless you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the evening of that same day, the first day of the week, the doors were closed in the room where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them. He said to them, Peace be with you, and showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy when they saw the Lord, and he said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so am I sending you. After saying this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. For those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. For those whose sins you retain, they are retained. Thomas, called the twin, who was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. When the disciples said, We have seen the Lord, he answered, Unless I see the holes that the nails made in his hands, and can put my fingers into the holes they made, and unless I can put my hand into his side, I refuse to believe. Eight days later, the disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. The doors were closed, but Jesus came in and stood among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he spoke to Thomas. Put your finger here. Look, here are my hands. Give me your hand. Put it into my side. Doubt no longer, but believe. Thomas replied, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, you believe because you can see me. Happy are those who have not seen and yet believe. There are many other signs that Jesus worked and the disciples saw, but they are not recorded in this book. These are recorded so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing this, you may have life through his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. God is mercy. Today we celebrate a great feast in the church. It's the second Sunday of Easter, and so we rightly celebrate the resurrection. But this day has another name. Pope St. John Paul II declared that this day should also be known as Divine Mercy Sunday. This feast was requested by Jesus himself when he appeared to the Polish nun St. Faustina Kowalska. Divine Mercy Sunday points us to the merciful love of God, which is at the heart of the whole Easter mystery, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And this mystery is present for us in our celebration of the Mass. So as we continue our celebrations of the resurrection of Jesus, it is right to reflect on the mercy of God, for God's mercy is demonstrated by the triumph over sin and death in the resurrection. Peace, forgiveness, reconciliation are some of the key words that permeate the message of this day. Indeed, the Gospel readings 
lead us to discover the meaning of God's mercy. After Jesus rose from the dead, he appears to his disciples with the words, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he has said this, he breathes on them and says to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them. In other words, Jesus gives them the Holy Spirit who would accompany them in their mission of bringing about peace, forgiveness and reconciliation. Here, we can see Jesus entrusting to the first apostles the sacrament of mercy, i.e. confession. Now, divine mercy connects Good Friday with Easter Sunday, and it reminds us that the mercy of God is found in the cross of Jesus Christ. Mercy is found in his precious blood. Sins are forgiven because he who was perfect died on the cross for us who are imperfect. The image of the divine mercy itself speaks of this sacrifice. When we look at it, we can see that two rays come from the heart of Jesus and they represent the blood and the water which flowed from the crucified body of the Lord. The pale ray stands for water which makes souls righteous. Baptism which makes us righteous. The red stands for blood, Christ's blood, which is the very life of souls. The whole image, however, is the image of the risen Christ, who, as in today's gospel, appears in the upper room and blesses his disciples with the words, Peace be with you. The divine mercy image is an image which connects both the reality of the cross and the reality of the resurrection. And we're lucky to have an image of the divine mercy in both of our churches, an image which has come from the divine mercy shrine in Krakow. Sins then are forgiven through the cross because of the cross, but the cross on its own is simply not enough. If Christ did not rise from the dead, we would not be able to rise to new and everlasting life. These events then, the cross and the resurrection, are intimately connected and we experience the reality of these events when at baptism each one of us is united to both the cross of Christ and his resurrection. And in doing so, we become new creations in Christ. You know, the world needs divine mercy but the real tragedy is, is that people do not know what they need. So, so many people in our world look for other solutions to their problems, when in the end, all that they need and all that we need is found in the merciful heart of our risen Saviour. We all know that if something is made too easy, it really does not mean a whole lot to us. But if it costs us something, then... Uh, if something is difficult to achieve, takes work, then somehow it means more to us. If something has a cost, then it is of great value. Well, mercy has a cost. The greatest cost of all. Christ's sacrifice on the cross for you and for me.
If we want to know how much God loves us, we need only to look at the crucifix. And when we look at the the cross and recognise what it costs for our sins to be forgiven, how grateful we should be. But there, there is also another cost, something Something we need to do on our part, and that cost, albeit a small one, involves humility and confession of our sins. Admitting to ourselves and to God that we need a saviour, that we haven't got it all sorted out, that we need God's mercy. God is mercy, but he won't force himself on anyone. He offers to each of us the gift of his mercy, but we need to have our hands open and be ready and disposed to receive this beautiful gift. And we do that by humbling ourselves and by going to confession. That is all God requires. Of course, along with this confession should be the true repentance that implies that we intend to stop committing sins and we're going to try and to amend our lives. We might not always succeed straight away, but we're going to try. But all of this begins when we humbly confess our sins. God has done everything else for us. All that is left for us is this one thing, confession. Confession to God daily and confession to God sacramentally. We simply need to ask ourselves, is that too much to ask? Is it too much to admit that we get things wrong? Can we say, God, I'm sorry? The sacrament of reconciliation is a beautiful thing. It's not just for Advent or Lent, but rather it is a privileged access point to God's mercy. And when we come to confession and we hear those beautiful words from the priest, I absolve you from your sins, we know that our sins are gone, and they are gone forever, never again to be heard of, even on the day of judgment. Brothers and sisters, this is the mercy that God is offering to us, his people. He has done the hard work, and he has given us the means by which our sins can be forgiven. All that he asks of us is to humble ourselves, to confess our sins, and to trust in him. Jesus. I trust in you. Amen. Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish at Brandon and Mildenhall, please go to our website, which is stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. If you want to read more articles and stories and theological reflections, please check out my blog at fatherlukegoymore.com. That's fatherlukegoymore.com. Feel free also to follow me on Twitter at fatherlukeg and Instagram at fatherlukegoymore. Stay safe and God bless you.